Hello and welcome to the Skills for Learning podcast series. I'm Dr. Laura Key and today we're discussing presentation skills with Karen Croft from the Skills for Learning team. Hi Karen. Hi Laura. So uh, today we're going to talk about presentations and this is an assessment format that happens quite frequently reasonably early on in, um, in courses at university isn't it? Yes it is. Um, and it might be something that a lot of students haven't done before. Mm. And I think particularly with presentations, it's something that, although some students quite like giving them and are quite confident for others, it, it's something that's quite daunting and, and quite difficult. So what, what would you say is quite a good place to start if you've got a presentation uh, assessment coming up? Yeah, you're right, Laura. Um, and not everyone's very happy about the prospect of doing their first presentation. Um, so I think a good place to start is in a way like any other assignment that you've got to start with thinking about the content of what's going mm, of to course. be in your presentation. Um, and unless you're presenting about something that you've already written, um, the chances are that you're going to have to um, do a plan of what's going to be in there and you're going to have to think about what research you're going to need to do and how much detail you're going to need. Um, I think that's an important point, yeah, about detail. Um, and I think there are sort of different schools of thought, aren't there, on when you're planning, um, you know, whether you should sort of write whole thing everything you expect and intend you're going to say and sort of have a script or whether it's better to sort of have some notes to work from and uh, sort of be a bit more free-flowing and be able to deliver off the cuff I mean what would your recommendation be there well I think you do need to know your content mm. so um, initially um, as I say unless you've already you're presenting about a written assignment that you've already done. Yeah. Um, you do need to make sure that you have a really good familiarity with the content um, and with with the topic that's going to go in your presentation. Of course, um, yeah. So that that is really really important. Otherwise, you're going to feel unsure when you come to stand up and deliver it. Mm. Um, but yeah, when it comes to scripts. Um, as you say, some people will feel more secure with having it written out beforehand. But So you might want to do that, but then maybe do it and then put it on one side and make some brief notes. Mm. Um, because if you give your presentation and it's clear that you're just reading out from a script, um, A, you're not going to be looking at the audience. Oh, that's obviously a problem, isn't it, yes. with uh, engaging the audience, yeah. You, you really do need to be able to look at the audience rather than have your eyes on a script or your notes all the time. And B, it's just not going to come across like natural speech. It's going to feel quite forced. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a real balance there, isn't there, between so. making sure you get all the content, um, hmm. but also that you're not, as you say, just looking down and uh, maybe falling into some of those pitfalls with your body language where you're where you risk not engaging with the audience um, and maybe therefore not getting your point across as well as you might have done. 
Yeah, I think so. There is one type of assessment where it might be worth having a script, um, and that is um, I've come across some groups of students where they've been asked to make a video of their presentation. Oh, yeah. So they course. are recording some slides and recording audio over slides. Um, and in a way, that's a, a different sort of scenario mm. where in that situation, a script might actually be helpful. Mm, then it's um, almost more like a film, isn't it, than a yes. traditional presentation. Um, and that's an interesting point. It's an important point because nowadays not every presentation will be face to face in a classroom. No. Some presentations might be might take place via um, an online classroom like Teams or Collaborate mm. um, or like you say, it might be pre-recorded as a video. So um, I mean, do you think there are substantial differences if you're presenting in a classroom uh, or presenting online? Uh, yes, I think there are, Laura. I think, um, I mean, there's lots of advice out there on the internet since the pandemic about presenting and looking good on camera. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so um, some of the obvious things are you need to look at the camera when you're speaking yeah. to, the, mm. to, the, to the people at the other end. Which isn't um, always obvious, is it? If you're staring at a blank screen, you can it can be quite easy to forget about the audience. Yes. Whereas if you're in a classroom, you can see the people sitting there. Of course you can. And you can pick your favourite person at the back, <laughs> get them to smile at you, and you're away. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you're just looking at a screen, you can forget that there's other people at the other end. Um, so all that's important. Um, you can still have some notes, and the people at the other end will still probably expect you to have some notes to glance at. Um, but another factor with online presentations that people can get very um, anxious about I've experienced this myself and I'm sure you have too Laura is that there are different types of technology that you might be asked to use yeah of course um, so although you may have become familiar with presenting in say teams you might suddenly be asked to present in zoom and you haven't ah. done that before so you're going to then have to get to grips with a different that, platform yeah how that actually works so that's another factor about doing online presentations that people bear in mind um what i would suggest um really is there's plenty of youtube videos out there about how to do um presentations on the different platforms which will give you advice yeah definitely some of the common issues with each of the platforms and and show you in a step-by-step -step way how to do it it can just help make you feel a bit more confident, really, mm. if you're having to do it in something you, you're not familiar with. Yeah, so, I, I mean, when, when it comes to the online tech, and I think this also applies in the classroom, but one of the fears can be what you do about visual aids um, and things that help yes. you to deliver your presentation. So your slides or in a classroom, you might have a flip chart or a whiteboard or something. Mm. Um, so... Is it a good idea for students to use those kinds of things as part of a presentation, do you think? Well, I think with most presentations that you might be asked to do, you would be expected to use slides. Mm. Um, what I would think with a lot of assessed presentations, which is essentially, in most cases, for most students, 
we are talking about assessments, you may be told what you have to use anyway. Yes, so there might you might not have the option of oh I'd rather present it this way or, or that way. You might be told no. these are these are the uh, particular methods that we want you to use. Yeah, yeah. So and and the chances are that you're going to be told to use slides. Mm. Um, so given that that's the case, you need to perhaps uh, I think the best thing for a student to think about is think about some of the presentations that they themselves have seen. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, think about what makes your heart sink. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think we've all been in a presentation like that, haven't we? Where you just think, oh my goodness, when is this going to end? <laughs> yes. So avoid, um, firstly too many slides avoid slides with too much writing on especially too much small text or why, why is that a problem is that well because why? yeah if you think about it laura if you're sat if you're in a room um or even if you're looking at it on a screen you won't be able to read what the person is showing mm. you yeah, yeah. Um, and it can just be a bit overwhelming. So if you look at really, really good public speakers, they often will just have pictures on their slides. Yes, they will, yeah. They will tend not to have any words at all. That is a difficult thing to do. It is because then you're either operating mm. from notes or memory, aren't you? Um, yeah. And I think, of course, in the university context, you also have to look closely at the learning outcomes for that particular assessment, yes. don't you? Because you might be expected to include a certain amount of text yes. in your visuals. Um, so I think that's that's always got to be borne in mind is to, uh, as with any assess assessment, to uh, look at that module handbook really carefully. That's totally right. For example, you're probably going to be expected to include citations and references. Yes, yeah, and, and they may they may need to appear on your slides. Yes, yeah, they may well need to appear on your slides. But some bullet points can be they can be really helpful. Um, you know, I know this, you know this, just to remind yourself where you are. Definitely. If you suddenly get, you know, that rabbit in headlights moment when you're in yes. that presentation, oh, where am I up to? And you might just have enough information on, on those uh, visuals that you can pick yourself back up and carry on. Yes. Yeah. But I'm sure you'd agree, Laura, that what you don't want to sit through is somebody just reading out what's on the slides. No, absolutely not. Again, I think uh, I've definitely sat through presentations like that before and uh, you just end up thinking why could I not have just read the script <laughs> rather mm. than being there uh, in person so yeah that's that's definitely good advice yeah. um, and, sorry, yeah, I mean, pieces of paper can be good for if you have a lot of detailed information I think maybe for example if you're a business student and you were talking about some financial information mm. you might actually want to put some of it on um, on paper for, for to help for the audience to use but again it it really depends on your assessment guidelines and what yeah. you've been asked to do yeah so yeah um, no it, I think it's worth saying that 
for some people handouts might seem a bit old-fashioned but actually mm. they can be really helpful and useful for your audience to have something to take away and, and sort of mull over um mm. i think an aspect we haven't yet covered uh, today is what you do if you're assigned a group presentation so not every presentation you do is going to be one person mm. individually going away mm. doing some research and then presenting you might be asked to do it with several other people in your class uh, how is that different do you think Karen from uh, doing a, an individual presentation well it's different because it's not all under your control Laura is it? yeah which can this, be a scary thing yes this is what students um, find quite challenging about mm. about any sort of group work and presentations in particular throw you open to the quirks and individuality <laughs> of your fellow students definitely and, and particularly yeah particularly if you're not given the option of selecting the people that you're working no. with so that might not be the case you may just be told this is your group um, yes. and actually even if you are given that option you sometimes I think I, I've definitely found in that situation you find things out about people you didn't necessarily know before even if they're your friends or you know them quite well I think so yeah, yeah. so I think uh, a piece of advice I think that, um, that many tutors will give to the students when they are introducing these types of assessments is that what they'll want to see is one presentation not mm. three or four or yeah. five separate presentations just mm. just glued together so as a group you'll have to share the work you'll have to prepare you'll divide the work out but you will have to agree how you're going to put it all together at the end you probably mm. need to need one person to act as the sort of editor to yeah. put say if you're using slides to put all the slides together and make sure that they make one coherent whole and that they're all in a similar style i think um you're also going to need to practice together You'll be yes. taking turns to do different parts of the presentation, but um, I've seen student presentations where what can come across is how awkward the other people feel where they're standing there waiting to take their turn. So you literally need to practice where you're going to stand. Yes, <laughs> yes. so it's not just the words, it's the rest of it. It's how you're going it to is. present yourselves as well as the yes. content. Mm. Yes, yes. You know, what order are you going to go in? How to make it all run smoothly? I mean, that brings us on really to the topic of practicing. It does, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that practice is going to improve your presentation. Um, but have you got any further tips on on how students can improve through practicing if they're doing a presentation? Well practice is is the key to it being very good and practice mm. will also help you um because with most assessed presentations and in the future if students are going for a presentation say for a job interview yeah. there'll be a very strict time limit so if you have to do your presentation in 10 minutes it needs to be exactly nine yes. minutes and 40 seconds long 
Yeah, yeah. So you need yes. to use nearly all of the time mm-hmm. to make sure you've got the right amount. It's a bit like a word count on an assignment, isn't but it? But that's also, it's really important not to have too much mm. as well, isn't it? Which Correct. is perhaps something that uh, we might not always think about. Mm. Um, you know, you want to get everything in there that you think is interesting or mm. useful. But if you run massively over time, you might just be cut off and then that you'll be stopped. That part's wasted, you know. Yeah. Mm. So presentations will often be assessed using some sort of a, a typically a form or something that mm. the, the assessors will be filling. And one of the things they will assess you on is how well you summarize and pull it all together. And if you don't even get to that point because you've been stopped, yeah, yeah. because you've reached the time limit, then you can't pick up those marks. Mm. So it's the practicing really, one of the really important elements is to make sure that you've got the time absolutely right. And I think um, as, you, as you point out, Karen, I think um, it's a skill that's so useful, not just while you're a student, but in the workplace in future it's really it's of an employability course. skill mm. um so although mm. it might may feel a bit like why on earth is my tutor making me do this but actually it's one type of assessment that probably will be useful to most people at some point in future i think so and the practicing will also help you make sure that you actually know all your content really well yeah um and simple things like if there's any really difficult words in there yes yeah some of us have words that we just find it difficult to say Mm, and I think that's a good one as well um you know if you're doing a a pre-recorded video type presentation Mm. just being able to make sure you get all those words out without stumbling so you don't have to re-record and re-record and (laughs) re-record um yeah I think that that can be tricky but it's always worth putting the time in there I think I think so and if you can it's helpful to get somebody watch you deliver a presentation and that could be obviously somebody who might be in the room with you if you're going to be delivering online you might actually want to set up a meeting and get somebody at the other end watching you on a screen oh that's a good idea Mm. so um but if you haven't got anyone to watch you do it in front of the mirror. Just practice. Yeah, yep. record your own Get voice. Get to watch you. <laughs> and there's also in PowerPoint, there's a rehearse with coach feature there as well. There is. Um, yeah, that works really well. Yeah, so in three, I think that's only in Office 365, I think, in the online it's, version. It's just in the online version. It's not in the desktop version of PowerPoint. So it's called Rehearse with Coach. And it will pick up, I think it basically makes a... a a recording or something of you of what you say so it will pick up if you start off going um, um, <laughs> it will instantly pick that up yeah or if you're stumbling repeating too loud too quiet um, yes i think it even tells you stuff like if you're too close to the screen or too far away and things so uh, so yes it's a good clever good tool to, to have a play so with that anyway. works really well uh, but you can always just record yourself on your phone or something and yes just listen yeah. back to yourself yeah and um, we all hate hearing our own voices laura <laughs> we certainly do so um so that can be a very good way of helping you to get your practicing done to make sure you get a really good presentation 
And I think the more you do it as well, the more you get used to that strangeness of sounding yourself, uh, sorry, listening to yourself, <laughs> which is always, it's always a bit bizarre, but you know, um, it really does help, like you say, to get that presentation polished. Um, so I think we've covered a lot of material there today, uh, but I'm aware that there are lots more resources available through Skills for Learning on presentations and group work. Is there anything in particular you'd highlight to students to go have a look at? Oh, yes, Laura, I'm glad you've asked me about that. Yeah, there's some, there are some great resources on the Skills for Learning website about uh, doing presentations. The section is called um, Presentations and Group Work. And we've got on there a lot of advice, some of the things we've talked about today. Um, but there's also some documents on there that you can download. So the things like a, the a typical type of a, a form for assessing a presentation. Mm -hmm. So you can have a look at that form. And in fact, we use that when we do sessions, those types of things, when we do presentations in a classroom with students. Um, it's just really helpful to start yourself thinking about what are people looking for. Mm, yeah. Um, they're going to be looking at the pace of your presentation. Do you know your stuff? Are you looking confident? Are you engaging the audience? All those types of things. So there are forms on the website to help you with that. Yeah, I think that kind of resource is really handy because mm. there are two sides, aren't there, to any presentation. There's your content and then there's how you deliver that content yes. as well. So like you say, it's helpful to be, to be able to have some prompts of exactly what your tutor might be looking for. Yeah, you've got to remind yourself that it's all about the people who are watching it, really. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah, deliver directly to that audience. Mm. Have you got a final top tip for us, Karen? Um, I suppose I've two of them, really. I'd say perhaps have some questions ready. It depends on the assessment whether you'll be expected to take questions course after the presentation um, after mm. the presentation and it may be that the questions are part of the assessment and there'll be questions from the tutors but in some situations you might be taking questions from the audience yeah. and it's always a horrible moment if no one asks a question it is yeah yeah that's difficult so one thing you can do is then have a question ready to ask yourself mm. You can say, oh, one thing that sometimes people wonder is. Yes, yeah. Um, and then be able to give a confident answer to that particular question. And then question. you can answer it yourself. And it just then provides a nice finish to your presentation. And I would say the other thing, obviously, I would just repeat practice. Practice until it's right, until you've got the timing right, until you feel that you know the content well. It depends how much it's worth to you, how many... You know, sometimes we need to be pragmatic about does it count? Is it assessed towards your final mark? Yeah. All those types of things. But if it's worth marks in your assessment, it's worth making it quite good, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think mm. um, I, I really reiterate that the timing thing is super important. Um, and making sure you've got the content, the delivery and the timing. And if you can concentrate on those three things, I think you're part of the way there to giving a great presentation. I think you are, Laura. 
Lovely. Thanks for joining us today, Cameron. Um, I hope everybody's got some great tips there for their next presentation and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, Laura.